Folks, gold and silver allow you to protect what you've worked so hard for, and it gives you back the control and the privacy that you need, right? Diversify, diversify, diversify. That's why I love Allegiance Gold. I love the fact that Allegiance Gold is a sponsor of the Sarah Carter Show. Look, don't just trust me. Do your own research. Do your own investigation. But right now, for those of you who listen to the Sarah Carter Show, you will get $5,000 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that I sent you. Allegiance Gold has the highest ratings in the industry. Five stars with TrustLink. They are AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance. And they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You can't beat that. So get $5,000 of free silver with a qualifying purchase when you tell them that Sarah sent you. So don't wait. Call or click today, 877-702-7272. That's 877-702-SARAH, S-A-R-A, no H, or go to protectwithsarah.com. We can't control the Biden administration, folks, but we can prepare. 877-702-7272. That's 877-702-SARAH, S-A-R-A, or protectwithsarah.com. Patriots are being persecuted by the United States government. That's what's happening. Is that legal? Can we even justify what's happening here? So what they're saying now is that if you're a lawyer and you have a client that you've defended and that client is being targeted for political purposes, it's open season on the lawyers who are defending them. What kind of precedence does that set in our nation? And I want to talk about this because we have one of those lawyers on the show today, Jenna Ellis, and she is going to give you some exclusive insight into what happened not only between her and Trump, but how she feels about all of this, the indictment that she's facing, the recode counts against her, what this means as far as setting precedent for the future of the, you know, of, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be a lawyer now. I would be terrified. And that's what they want. In the latest indictment, um, Fonnie Willis charged 41 distinct felony counts, 41 separate uh, felony counts, including an overarching charge, count one. It's a 71-page indictment under Georgia's version of the racketeering-influenced and corrupt organization statute. I talked about this when I was there with Sean Hannity. I went down to Georgia. Um, this is Fonnie Willis, who's the DA there. This is her modus operandi. This is what she does. She is constantly charging people with RICO charges, racketeering charges. Trump is now being, you know, she's been indicted. The mugshot, the famous mugshot. Jenna also had one of those mugshots. She's smiling in it, though. Trump was named in 12 of the specific felony counts charged by Fonnie Willis. All 19 defendants, that includes Jenna Ellis, are named in the RICO count. The RICO charge actually allows Willis to accuse Trump, and this is coming from National Review, of being ultimately responsible for the acts of the other defendants, who include his lawyers, a Justice Department official, and people who purported to cast electoral votes for him after he lost Georgia. This is the heavy-handed use of the law, in my opinion. 
it was originally written, these RICO statutes, to target mafia bosses. When they couldn't charge them with a murder, they would charge them with RICO. That's what they would do. They being, you know, the DAs or the FBI. There will be significant challenges that will be faced by, by these lawyers, by Fonnie Willis, and by those defending Trump right now and all of these other lawyers. But I think the most tragic part of all of this is what is happening to our nation. For years now, our nation has been ripped apart. Since 2015, when the American people who voted for Donald Trump were first targeted, and Donald Trump himself, until right now. And it is continuing, and it is getting far worse than we could ever imagine. Because our nation is changing in ways that are so profound and so unreal that I feel like we are losing touch with our foundation, with our constitution. It's being ripped from us. And I'm going to explain to you why that is and why the American people, why you and I need to stand up you need to believe that you still are the essential part of this government, of this country, that your voice is more important than that of the people that you put in office. They work for you. You do not work for them. You're afraid of being targeted as a domestic terrorist or a domestic extremist. You're afraid of calling your family and talking openly about how you feel about, you know, Bozo Biden in the White House and what could really be happening there. You're afraid of challenging your school boards. You're afraid of standing up to your boss. You're afraid of wearing that T-shirt. Don't be afraid anymore. Don't be afraid anymore. You and I have to do this together. If we're not willing to stand up and speak out and defend what's right. I don't care if you like Jenna Ellis or not. I don't care if you like Trump or not. I don't care if you like Governor Ron DeSantis or not. This is about fundamentals. This is about defending the Constitution. This is about defending each other and defending our nation, the nation that our forefathers have fought for, the nation that your families fought for. Many of you have. You know, husbands who are serving in the military like mine or an uncle or a brother or a sister or a mother who are willing to give everything. They're not willing to give everything because of the person that's in office. They're willing to give everything because of what this nation stands for. And it's terrifying to see what is happening now. It is terrifying to watch what is happening in our country. From the time, I, I could go all the way back to the time when the IRS targeted conservatives. So much has happened since then, right? Or when people like Eric Holder and Fast and Furious refused to tell Congress what was going on when we were shipping weapons over to Mexico and then was in contempt of Congress 
but yet the Republicans did very little. Very little. This is the time where we can't afford to be sitting down. This is the time where you and I need to stand up. We need to muster all the strength that is inside of us and not be afraid to speak out. Not be afraid to stand up for what is right. Because if you ignore this, and if you turn your head the other way, and if you walk away, you will only have yourself to blame when our nation falls even further. And believe me, if we don't win this next election in 2024, God help us. Because the direction our nation is taking right now is terrifying. And we're going to explain that. And we're going to be back with Jenna Ellis in one moment. And she's going to go through this chilling effect and what this means to her being indicted and what she thinks is going to happen. But first, let me give a quick thank you to Donors Trust. According to a recent Fidelity charitable report, Planned Parenthood, can you believe this, was the sixth most popular nonprofit among Fidelity charitable account holders last year. That's just crazy. Sixth out of nearly 200,000 unique charities. Does that upset you? Well, it upsets me and it makes me sick. So what I want you to do is visit DonorsTrust.org backslash Sarah to learn more. That's DonorsTrust.org backslash Sarah to learn more. Request an information packet and you'll receive a free copy with a donor perspective. Visit DonorsTrust.org backslash Sarah to learn more about Donors Trust. That's DonorsTrust.org backslash Sarah to discover how you can use a giving account to help expectant mothers in your community simplify, increase, and protect with Donors Trust. Go to DonorsTrust.org backslash Sarah. I'm so happy to have you on, Jenna Ellis. You're a lawyer, you're a patriot, but most importantly, you're my friend and you're here on the Sarah Carter Show. And I just want to start off by saying, because I was telling you, I was going to start off joking around because by the way, I love your mug. I love the <laughs> mug. I'm getting the Jenna Ellis mug. Set her free. Set her free, please, people. Let's set her free. Um, Get the Jenna Ellis mug and we'll find out where to get that later on in the show. But I'm actually feeling very down. I am so upset at what I am seeing with the weaponization of our judicial system and the weaponization of all of our bureaucratic, uh, you know, our bureaucracy, which is our FBI, the Department of Justice, um, the NSA. I mean, I'm going all the way back to 2016 and I slowly watch the deterioration of what was essentially institutions that I believed in, institutions that you believed in that the American public believed in being turned upside down for political purposes, like we're some banana republic. Yeah, well, this is why, uh, Sarah, it's so important to maintain a smile like I did in my mugshot through all of this, because it is really tragic what we're seeing in America today. And this isn't just about the indictment of President Trump or, you know, now me and other lawyers in Georgia. This has been a prolific persecution of conservatives on a much broader level. I mean, we look at pastors who have been raided by the FBI for standing for pro-life. You look at parents who've been put on domestic terrorism watch lists just because they want to speak at school boards or find out what's in their child's curriculum. I mean, you look at all of what's coming out 
out in the X, um, formerly known as Twitter files and the collusion and the demand from the Biden administration to censor conservatives for so-called misinformation or because conservative viewpoints are somehow now, according to the ADL, anti-Semitic just because you're criticizing George Soros. I mean, this is all across a lot of different institutions, not only of government, but also big tech and also nonprofits and private corporations. This is a, a bigger leftist agenda that is trying to tear down our protections that the Constitution uh, genuinely is is installed as our uh, our, our uh, rule of law and our supreme law of the land to protect and preserve the rights that all Americans have. And so one of the things I think that right. we have to remember is that this is bigger than just President Trump. It's bigger than the 2024 primary. This is about making sure that Americans can still exercise the freedoms that our government is obligated under our constitution to preserve and protect. I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you on that. And one of the things that while you were going through the litany of, 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 I guess, backlash from this government that we're seeing this change, I don't even know how to describe it. You know, people said, you know, do you describe this as a banana republic? No. What, how do we compare this to Marxist nations? No. I think there's something new happening here in America, something that we haven't seen before, where we even have our corporate interests, you know, becoming um, aligning itself with our political parties or with political parties and also instituting rules and regulations that seem so 1984. I mean, banks removing people because they're not woke enough or, you know, we see it happening in Canada with under Justin Trudeau, where he went after, uh, you know, the truckers and people said, well, that just can't happen here in America. And it did. It did happen here in America. We saw it with how the backlash against uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. And we saw it with Don Jr. at one of the banks. We saw what was happening during COVID. And that's what went through my mind when you were saying that. I'm going to go right into your indictment in a minute. But it all started there. It started with slowly encroaching, I think, over decades into a system, people putting their political allies into the bureaucracy and building this fortified fortress inside America while the American people were asleep. Our government was becoming all powerful. And I don't think we actually realized what was happening until we woke up. Remember during COVID, we were seeing people that were turning in their families if they had more than six people at the dinner table and, you know, and 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 ministers being pulled out of their churches saying they were going to be arrested if they held a service. This is not America. And now you, a lawyer, this is a sacred job. This is a sacred job in America. The Department of Justice, to me, is the beginning and the end of everything. The DOJ, if we do not have a just DOJ, if we do not have representation and fair trials and fair justice, a blind justice under the law, what do we have as a nation? Now yeah, they're well, charging there's a word for it. Yeah, there's a word for it, and it's called statism. And this is really where the, the leftist agenda is essentially Marxist. And, and Marxist is statism. And the whole idea that the government is the sovereign and the elites that hold the offices and the powers of government can then tell the American people when, how, and why we can exercise any of our rights that they have defined as mere privileges. And so even 
the the constitutionally protected First Amendment right, for example, to petition the government for redress. Um, this is one of the things that the indictment now is is um, essentially trying to undermine, is the ability for lawyers to petition the government for redress on behalf of their clients. That is a sacred constitutionally protected right in this country. But if the left prevails and they say, well, lawyers who want to advocate for conservatives, they want to advocate for Republican office holders, then we are going to try to come after you to disbar you, to discredit you, to destroy your livelihood, to destroy your ability to practice law. Their entire purpose is to say, now we are status and we are going to tell you when and how and who gets the right to counsel and gets the right to petition the government for redress instead of recognizing that it's not the government that holds the power. It's we, the people here in America. And the, the fact that we have separate uh, powers of government on both the federal level and the state level. And we, the people, are the sovereign in this nation to determine who we elect as our leaders. That's why liberty and freedom and human flourishing has persisted across Western culture, but particularly in America as the greatest country on earth, because we've always recognized that the government is obligated to ensure the protections of we, the people, and our rights. But now we have everything turned on its head and it's the government trying to trample the rights of we the people that's why that 12 year old boy who had the don't tread on me patch was mm -hmm. kicked out by the school district to say that's now something that is hate speech or that's something that should be censored because if you have the audacity in this country to believe that we the people are the sovereign instead of the elites in washington and the government and the liberal leftists in the world economic forum then they're going to come after you and target you it's a chilling effect. It's a chilling effect because I tell you, I'm here in Texas. I talk to people, small communities. I don't, I'm not in a big city here. I'm in between two big cities. And when I talk to just regular Americans, regular folks that are so concerned, they're telling me, even the guys that are working on my house right now, they're like, Sarah, what's going to happen? What is going on with our country? What are they pushing us towards? Are we going to be okay? Am I going to, I don't feel like I can speak up and speak out. I don't feel like I can wear, you know, whatever shirt I want when I go to New York city, or if I travel throughout the country, I feel like I'm going to be targeted by the government. You know, I feel like the way that I think makes me a domestic extremist. That's what they're saying. And that is chilling to me because I've never heard that in the United States before. I've never heard those words come out of people's mouths. What was your reaction, Jenna, to being indicted? Were you even expecting it? Uh, not at all. I mean, I learned along with the rest of the world uh, that I was named the same way that everybody else did, which is when uh, that was unsealed and the news uh, was reporting it. And so um, it is obviously a horrific experience. It's something that is entirely unjust and unfair. I have pled uh, through my lawyers not guilty, and I intend to vigorously defend myself with um, every legal tool that is available to protect um, my innocence. And, you know, for all of the people and the haters on social media and the leftists that are already calling me a criminal, um, they clearly don't believe in innocent until proven guilty by a court of law. They think that just the indictment on its face means that somehow I am culpable and I'm therefore a criminal. I mean, we have gotten to the point where people in this country on both sides, frankly, on both sides want to criminalize their political opponents simply for disagreeing 
on their political views. That is not how we do things in this country. And so unfortunately, this has been so weaponized that even though um, I, I believe all of us except one, um, because he had some other uh, issues going on with um, previous uh, offenses and some other things, uh, at least that's been reported. But the rest of us, at least there were 18, including President Trump, that had consent bonds, which meant that our lawyers and the DA had met, had agreed on the conditions of bond, and the judge had signed off on it. And in something that is this high profile, and none of us having a criminal backgrounds or criminal history, I mean, certainly I don't, I'm not aware of anyone else other than that one that had anything else going on, we should have just been able to post to that bond and be completely done with that. That's what generally happens. But no, the Fulton County uh, operatives wanted to have a humiliation and intimidation process by forcing all of us, including the former sitting president of the United States, to have to go into a Fulton County jail, surrender, have a mugshot taken, and be taken through the process that's designed just for demoralization and to say, look, this is what we can do to you if you are a political opponent in this country. And this is why, going back to, to the mugshot, this is why I smiled because I said, you know what? I am not going to let them demoralize me, intimidate me, or affect me. I will remain unbothered because I know that this is unjust as a political persecution. And I know um, with my Christian faith that God is with me and that ultimately my eternity and my eternal hope is in him. And so it doesn't even matter what anyone does to me in this life. Uh, but also I wanted to give um, a, a semblance of hope for the rest of the country because you're right, Sarah, that Americans uh, across the aisle as well, I mean, even Democrats who are supporting me openly, who are very concerned about the precedent this would set, lawyers, very concerned about this. Uh, for everyone to say, we still have hope because we still have a country, we still have a U.S. Constitution, but we have to stand up for it, we have to fight for it, and we can never back down. And we absolutely have to not make this about the presidential primary. I mean, in all honesty, I don't care about the infighting between President Trump and Governor DeSantis. I'm supporting Governor DeSantis, but between the two of them, either one of them would be 110% better than the current occupant of the Oval Office. So we Absolutely. all need to come together as conservatives and say, this is wrong, this is unjust, and we have to preserve and protect the rule of law in this country. You said something very important, you know, this idea of we have to protect the rule of law, but that requires all of us to realize what our place is here in the nation. And the founding fathers established a constitution and this nation so that the power would rest with the people, not with the government. And I thought about that when I saw the indictments come down and I hear, you know, people telling me they're so worried, they're afraid, they're afraid to pick up the phone, they're afraid to talk to their neighbor, they're afraid to say something at a school board meeting, they don't want to rock any boats at work. That's why they don't speak up even when something goes sideways at the office and they know it's against their rule, their their constitutional rights or if they're being forced to take a vaccine, whatever it may be. That's what scares me, Jenna. That's what makes me worry is that these this is a chilling effect that is happening across the board. And Americans are forgetting that the power does rest in them. You know, and so it is, It is, I think, important that you stand up and you did smile in that photo and you did let people know that you're not going to let this affect you that way. But how worried are you that 
this RICO charge that the this because it, it is Fulton County. They're they're Democrats. I mean, this is they could let it sit for a long time. I mean, they could let it go to a jury. I don't I don't know the process of this because this feels so new. But how worried are you that they're going to try to take this to the full extent? Or do you think they even can? I I mean, I think that that's um, that's certainly the the prosecutor's intention. But without um, forecasting or previewing my legal defense, uh, because I can't get into that, what I can say is that my lawyers do intend to fight this with every legal mechanism available. And I do have full faith and confidence in uh, in them as advocates for me and in my innocence. And so I do believe that we are going to ultimately prevail in this case. And I also hope that we do because we should rightly um, under the rule of law. And um, and so for all of the people that you just said, though, uh, Sarah, who are discouraged or they're maybe um, intimidated and they don't want to stand up and speak up because they're worried about consequences, right? Whether it's losing a job because they didn't take the vaccine or they don't want to have a confrontation with uh, their their children's school board or whatever it is. Well, then the coercion and the chilling effect and the intimidation tactics are working. If we don't recognize that we can, as Americans, exercise our rights and our liberties lawfully and legally. I mean, this is according to our most sacred document uh, in the United States and the protection of the Constitution, then we are exchanging our fundamental inalienable rights as mere privileges that the government then gets to dictate when, where, and how we can exercise those. That's not how it works in this country. And so for everyone who is concerned about speaking up and rightfully, lawfully exercising their constitutionally protected rights, we are then just handing them over to the opposition. So we need to be engaged. We need to be good civil servants as we the people and recognize that it's not just our elected officials, it's all of us that have to come together and build this country, understanding that we the people are the sovereign in this country under God. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Let me ask you this. A lot of people on the the right, those that are supporters of Donald Trump, became upset when you showed your support for Governor Ron DeSantis. So, you know, but I that division among the right, I mean, explain your reasoning behind that so that they get it and understand. I mean, I think everybody's allowed to pick whoever they want. And this is America and you have the right to choose whoever you want. I think some people feel a certain sense of loyalty to President Trump. What would your answer be to them? Well, this is a primary and I'm supporting a different candidate in a different election. That's what makes America great is that we, the people, have the free and fair ability to select and prefer our leaders. And so the idea that President Trump is promulgating that somehow it's disloyal to not advocate for him to be the Republican 
uh, nominee is simply antithetical to our system of free and fair elections. Now, anyone who wants to support President Trump, there are really good reasons to, and that's okay. That's their choice. But to come after me and say that somehow I don't deserve support in this indictment because I am supporting Governor DeSantis, they are completely, completely missing the plot here. Because it doesn't matter who I support in my constitutionally protected right as a voter to access the franchise of voting and to engage in politics. What matters here is that the system of government is being weaponized against me and my fellow lawyers. And that should concern every American regardless of the primary. So my rationale for supporting Governor DeSantis uh, very briefly is that I do believe he is genuinely the best conservative candidate along any metric. Um, and I have not seen a pathway to 270 for President Trump in the general election based on the disfavorabilities, based on uh, how he is not performing and underperforming with suburban women, with independents, with moderates, and even among Republicans. And so I think that we as conservatives need to put up our best candidate. There are a lot of uh, polls. And in fact, there was a great piece by Selena Zito uh, that was just published this past week that she said, going to regular America and talking to people, they are so just exhausted from the political controversies. And especially because back in 2020, we were all exhausted with everything that was going on with the pandemic narrative and all of the attempts by a government to coerce us through vaccines, mask mandates, all of that. And so looking at what's happened just over the last three years, if it's a Trump versus Biden repeat, so many people do not want that under any circumstances. And I'm convinced that if we nominate President Trump, the Democrats are going to know that there is fatigue. They are not going to eventually have Joe Biden as their candidate. And they're going to put in somebody different, somebody new, um, whether that's Gavin Newsom. Yeah, not I was going to say Gavin Newsom. Right. Yeah. Or Michelle Obama. But somebody who's different who will then bring people out of that fatigue. And I think they would win under that scenario. Our best option, if we truly want to win in this country, is defend Trump against the weaponization of government 100%. I am still 100% for him. And I have been since, you know, back before you know, Spygate in 20, 2015, right? I mean, I was there literally mm -hmm. representing him during the first impeachment all the way through all of this ridiculousness. And I still stand with him with that. I just believe that as a conservative, if we genuinely want to win, Governor DeSantis under every metric has the best possible opportunity and he has shown the record of his executive office administration of being able to marshal an executive, understand the law in its complexity and actually use the powers of government, not just through executive orders like President Trump that got rescinded day one, but actually work with the legislature, marshal those powers of government and enact real and lasting change to protect and preserve our rights in this country. I want that and I want to win. And that's why I'm for Governor DeSantis. I think that's a good explanation. And I think that that was an interesting explanation about the fatigue. I think I'm hearing a lot of that myself. And, you know, with the situation with President Biden right now, it seems like that would be an obvious move on the part of the Democrats that they could switch him out for somebody else. And I had not actually thought of that particular instance, like after, you know, the primaries. But that that is a very important thought and something that I think all of us are going to be thinking about right now that you said it. Um, one of the big issues, too, is the your the lawyers are crowdfunding. This has been a big story. 
Um, they, there's been $800,000 raised, uh, according to Forbes, $200,000 of that is for your legal fees. Uh, explain. Yeah. And I'm really, really grateful for everyone who has put aside all of these in-house discussions and we should discuss and debate who's the best candidate. And I'm all for those discussions, but in a mature and adult fashion, uh, we should debate that. That's what our founders did. You know, the constitutional convention and every election that there has been a primary and there's been a general, we all contest politics. But for everyone who's able to put that aside and see the much, much bigger plot and who has supported me, I'm so grateful because um, unfortunately, the Save America PAC, which could support um, all of us. And in fact, there was a Patriot Legal Defense Fund that was started under the Save America PAC um, that's being administered by a couple of Trump aides. Uh, That has not, to my understanding, um, they have not reached out to anyone that has been indicted in Georgia with uh, legal help. This is a very expensive process. I'm looking at having to raise about half a million dollars I am not a wealthy person. Um, I'm not a poor person, but I don't think any of us have, you know, $500,000 just sitting around saying, let me spend this on legal fees against the weaponization of government. One of the things that the left intends is to bankrupt, humiliate, and absolutely destroy the livelihoods of everyone attacked. Because even if we prevail, like I did with my bar complaint, Um, I prevailed in that and I'm still able to practice law. They were not, the leftists and the 65 Project were not able to disbar me. But if I had not had um, some private donors in that instance helping me with uh, my lawyer in that case, then it would have been really, really difficult for me to defend that case, right? Let's go back, wait, 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 Save America PAC. That was money that's raised for legal fees. Where, Where is that money going? Well, according to reports, um, just to President Trump is my understanding. And so even though it is uh, supposedly being raised for President Trump and his associates, that's very clearly on that page. I have not been made aware of anyone so far that they're helping, um, at least with respect. Have any of your legal fees been paid? Have any of your legal fees been paid with this Save America? You don't have to answer. None. No, none. So you haven't had any legal fees paid? Or not this and what about the past did they take no care? not at all and in fact i i did ask um i haven't asked in the georgia instance but i have asked uh previously went because i was not only having to defend my bar complaint but also the january 6th subpoena um you know a ton of fallout from representing president trump and at that time the save america pack um basically said you know just no um, we're not willing to help you with any of this so i have had to find private donors have had to find lawyers that are willing um to help me and uh, and represent me at a discounted rate. And now uh, with this new indictment, um, thankfully I have some really good lawyers, but I am having to crowdfund. And frankly, I think that it's shameful that the Republican National Party and also the Save America PAC are not looking at this as the weaponization that it is, not just against President Trump, but against any of his associates and against Americans and against the lawyers in particular. So the only other fund that is fundraising that has expressed that they will will help me is Hermit Dillon, who I truly yes. believe should be the head of the RNC. But um, but unfortunately, President Trump endorsed Ronna McDaniel again. Um, but Hermit Dillon's um, First Liberty Center, she has created a an advocate defense fund for the lawyers, all of the lawyers that are indicted out of Georgia. And so if people want to donate there as well, that will be uh, my understanding given on a need basis. And all of the lawyers are eligible. 
Um, and that's why I've had to start the crowdfunding um, my page myself. If you want to support that, the website is givesendgo.com forward slash support Jenna givesendgo.com slash support Jenna. And I am, again, so grateful for the the patriots that have put even 10 or $20 in so that I am not going to go bankrupt through this process. I think that's astonishing to me. I, you know, everybody who was charged, everybody who has faced the beast of Washington that has been around President Trump was because they were a part of the Trump team. I mean, that they were a part of working with President Trump. They were associated with President Trump, much like you, um, everybody else who has been charged, all of the other people that have been indicted. And I think it's pretty stunning that the PAC and that the RNC and that the Trump team in and of itself that exists right now around him has failed to reach out to the people that were backing him this entire time. Yeah, I would agree with that. How do, you, and how do you how do you feel about that? I mean, how does that make you feel personally? All just everything else aside, how what happened to you? How do you feel about that? I mean, it's it's got to be gut wrenching, right? You guys were you guys were very close. Well, yeah, and I mean, and I still would consider President Trump a friend, um, but I would also suggest that you know he wants to claim that all of us in terms of, you know, everybody in the MAGA base or the Republican base should have loyalty to him and support him. Well, loyalty is a two-way street or it should be. And so I would ask, where is the loyalty from the Trump team, from the Save America PAC, from the RNC, you know, from some of these organizations that say that they're conservative, but when the weaponization of government is turned against us, then where's the support? Well, the only support has been from genuine conservatives and Christians, in my in my case, frankly, um, a lot of God's people have come around me and supported me, not only financially, but also through prayer. And, um, and I do think that that question really does need to be asked. Um, and for the people who are saying, well, you know, President Trump can't um, donate, you know, personally, because, um, you know, that would be a conflict or something. Well, the Save America PAC can. And that discretionary fund of the Patriot Legal Defense Fund can. Uh, they haven't yet. And I would really love to know if they plan to or if not, why. Right. I would, too. It's a definitely a question that I am going to pose to the Save America PAC, because I think it's very important. I think this goes far beyond uh President Trump, although I think Trump was certainly the 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 major target um, and everyone around him because he was shaking that establishment boat. Uh, Washington did not want him there, did not want you there, did not want anybody connected with any possibility of changing what was happening in that swamp there. I don't think they have any choice now. If you're right, I think we're 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 facing a very serious scenario if we can't put a conservative that's willing to stand up to the bureaucracy in office. Um, and I agree with you, whoever that may be, to fight that is who we need to support. But we need to support one another. And Absolutely. we need to put all of our differences aside and raise each other up or we're not going to win this. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's absolutely accurate. And to suggest that President Trump is the only target, I think, is um, frankly, very disingenuous of uh, the Trump 
team right now and is ignoring all of the other people who have been targeted by the weaponization of government and specifically the lawyers that um, are defending against the criminalization of the practice of law. And um, some of the MAGA uh, supporters have suggested, well, why doesn't Governor DeSantis help you because you're supporting him now? And the one criticism I actually would have of Governor DeSantis is that I do think that he should be more direct and more open against the weaponization of government against specifically Donald Trump. And also he is a lawyer himself. And so why has he not at least openly expressed defense of the lawyers and against the criminalization of the practice of law? If he and his PAC um, actually put out a, a tweet that I found just, you know, horribly um, not in tune with what's actually going on that said, well, far away from President Trump's jail drama, look at the uh, look at Governor DeSantis playing baseball with his son. And I thought, OK, that is so out of touch because I don't care if President Trump is your political rival or not. This is happening in America to conservatives by a weaponized government. Anybody that deserves the executive office and our highest office in the land needs to be willing to be a president for everyone, including their chief political opponent. And I would have loved to see Governor DeSantis come out on that debate stage and say, listen, I'm Ron DeSantis. I am currently President Trump's governor. He chose to move to my state because I administer it well, and I'm right. going to be his president. And let me tell you how I'm going to defend him. That would have been amazing. And I think it would have been incredibly powerful. And I would love to see both of them, Trump and DeSantis, put the pettiness aside and stop name calling each other and all of that stuff and focus on what is really going on in America. Amen. Amen. I think that the American people deserve that. They need that. Um, it is the only way we're going to be able to unify this country again is to put all of this ridiculousness behind us and fight what really needs to be fought for. And that is our constitution. That is, that is our justice system. We need, we have a bigger battle here than, you know, president Trump and, and governor DeSantis's fighting words. And, you know, and, and the personally, personally, it's insulting as an American watching what's happening and seeing how the American people are suffering in so many ways. And we have, we have real legit leaders that can make a difference. They just have to look at what is important. I mean, I have a few more questions for you before I let you go. And I know I'm keeping you way beyond what you had planned, but I think this is important. I think this it's message, me. we always, <laughs> we've been friends long enough. I knew this wasn't going to just be 15 minutes. <laughs> exactly. You're like, no, we got to set up an hour here. Um, are you, are you worried about getting a fair trial? Um, in a place like Fulton County, Georgia, where the electorate is overwhelmingly negative towards President Trump, though? Well, I'm going to trust my lawyers with all of uh, you know the different and various pretrial motions and other things that can be filed. So I'm not going to necessarily comment on that or what you know our legal strategy is there. But um, again, I think that at the end of the day, however it happens, I will be fully vindicated. And um, I do still believe in the rule of law in this country. And where can my listeners support you, Jenna? Because there's so many people I know that want to help donate. Um, you guys won't just be supporting Jenna Ellis. You'll be supporting the rule of law. You'll be fighting for something that's very tangible and something that is extraordinarily important. And that is saving our nation. How can they do that? 
Thank you so much. Uh, the website and the fund for me personally is givesendgo.com slash support Jenna, givesendgo.com slash support Jenna. And I'm so grateful for everyone um, who has posted a prayer there as well and who is willing uh, to help me. We've, we've raised again um, a little over $200,000 and that is just an incredible testament to the people in this country that are standing up and are standing shoulder to shoulder with me as I stand shoulder to shoulder with other Americans that have been targeted and persecuted. I've defended other Americans like um, pastors in the midst of COVID who were being threatened with imprisonment in jail time. Several churches, most famously Pastor John MacArthur out of Los Angeles, uh, California. And thankfully through a nonprofit, they didn't pay any legal fees. I was willing along with my colleagues to stand up and say, no, not on our watch. And so I'm grateful now to stand shoulder to shoulder with all of the other Americans who gave uh, to the nonprofit for his defense fund and are now willing to give to me as well. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I hope you come back. And like I said, before we got on the air, I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully not going to have to bake you a cake with a nail file. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, we I just want to make you laugh. I just with the mug with, you know, I, I, I hope that someday soon on the Sarah Carter show, I'll see you raise the mug that has oh, my mug will. shot on it. Free Jenna. Oh, oh and you can oh. find that. You can find that too at, um, it's at the Salem store. It's the Jenna Ellis store.com. That's what, that's the website they get. And that's through my podcast network. You guys, so the, the Jenna Ellis store.com. We can get yeah. her mug. You can walk around town with it. She's smiling. It's going to make you happy. There's t-shirts <laughs> and hats, t-shirts. which is so fun. <laughs> so, and all of the profits, by the way, of um, any of the merch is not going to me. It's going to um, Harmeet's defense fund, which some of that could come back to me. That's out of- I love there. Harmeet Dillon. I but love Harmeet Dillon. I, I do too. And I want to at least give back because I know so many people are giving to me. So any of the profits from the merch um, are going into her defense fund to give to all the lawyers as they see fit. That's perfect. And that I, I know going to her and going to her defense fund, you guys are going to be well taken care of. She's such an honorable, wonderful human being. I just absolutely adore her. And I was sad too, to not see her take that seat at the RNC as well. So anyways, thank you so much, Jennifer, for being a part of the show. You're awesome. I hope to see you soon. Thanks so much, my friend. I really appreciate your love and support. I want to say thank you to Jenna for joining us on the show today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got out of it what I got out of this interview and what I've been thinking about for some time. This is about every single one of us. This isn't about President Trump. This isn't about Governor DeSantis. This isn't about Jenna Ellis or one of the other, you know, 19 defendants in total. This is about every single American speaking out against what we are seeing and what we are witnessing in our nation. It's not going to go away if We can't make this go away. This is our time. This is our time to stand up and fight back. This is not going to disappear. People within our bureaucracy, people within our government, just like Jenna said, statism is Marxism. They are going to seize more and more power. And before you know it, our nation will be fundamentally changed. And it will take everything in our power to get it back, if that, and even if we can. Right now, we are facing challenges that we've never faced before, but I believe we're stronger 
and we're better than what people imagine us to be. We're not going to stay silent. You can't afford to stay silent anymore. You need to care about yourself, about your children, about future generations. We need to get back to basics and we need to be willing to stand up and fight. And that means putting people into office that are going to be willing to do the same for us, folks. And we need to be a part of that. God gave you hands. God gave you a brain. He gave you the ability to do what you need to do. Let's donate some money. Let's fight back. Let's do what's right. And let's get our country back by 2024. If you love today's show and you want even more of the Sarah Carter show, make sure you rate this podcast five stars and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Follow me on truth at Sarah Carter official on X at Sarah Carter DC and on Instagram at S Carter DC. God bless you. God bless our great nation and God bless the great state of Texas. do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Supreme Court rejects 14th Amendment arguments for kicking Trump off the ballot. The Biden administration admits secretly flying 320,000 illegals into the country last year, and some unhinged never-Trumpers want to ruin the lives of people seeking a no-labels third-party candidate. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.